The following podcast is brought to you by the Village Sendo. For more information, visit villagesendo.org. Good morning, everyone. Uh, it's nice to see your faces this morning. Um, my name is Mukay, and uh, you have these uh, Dharma names, and uh, you know what do they mean? You know, in certain situations, they can be code language, but. Um, my Dharma name means no hindrance, no boundaries. It's taken from the Heart Sutra. And um, Roshi, when, uh, when I took Jukai, would say you're supposed to, after a while, not like your Dharma name and, uh, and wish for a change. And, but um, right now, I think it's just, well, okay, it's just who I need to be. It's just who I need to be. I am a student at the Village Sendo and also one of the uh, co-leaders of our People of Color sitting group, and it's nice to see some of the members here this morning. It's been quite a week, right? It's been quite a week with uh, the Rittenhouse verdict and the uh, verdict of the, of the uh, killers of the uh, Ardbury uh, trial in Georgia. And if you listen to the news this morning, it's, it's the world's getting in high alert about this new variant that's come out of South Africa, about where you know what's going on and and how do we how do we cope? It seems like we're back where we were two years ago. And so, with all of that, I, I feel like what I'd like for us to look at together is. Uh, a case from the Gateless Barrier, Lumicon, case number 32. And the title of it is, A Non-Buddhist Questions the Buddha. It reads, A non-Buddhist when asked, once asked the world-honored one, I do not ask for words, nor do I ask for no words. The world-honored one remained seated. The non-Buddhist praised him, saying, the great compassion of the world honored one has dispelled the clouds of my ignorance and enable me to be enlightened. Making a bow of gratitude, he departed. Ananda then asked Buddha, what realization did the non-Buddhist have that made him praise you like that? The world honored one replied, he is like a high-mettled horse, which starts at even the shadow of the whip. Interesting thing about this particular koan, it's also recorded in the uh, Blue Cliff record on case number 95. The title of that one is uh, Outsider Questions the Buddha. And then another writing, A Heretic Questions the Buddha. A heretic, in a, in a way, is not someone, as most of us know, is someone who uh, questions doctrine, but someone who's opinionated someone who has their own idea of how they see the world. But my question is, who is this non-Buddhist? We know that he's a male because there's a pronoun that's inserted into the koan towards the end. But could the non-Buddhist be female? Could the non-Buddhist be non-gendered, transgendered, from a different religion, religious tradition, not necessarily Zen? uneducated, professional, someone who's just trying to make ends meet. A non-Buddhist, outside a heretic, seeks an encounter with the Buddha. 
there's something that this person is seeking, wanting, desiring, seeking relief. At this moment, at this time, quote, I do not ask for words, nor do I ask for no words. What do you think we are in the Zoom call looking for this morning? What are we seeking? What are we trying to, what are we desiring? I do not ask for words, nor do I ask for no words. The world honored one remains seated. I remember when we were in our last in-person retreat at Wisdom House, I remember when we were doing outdoor kinhin, that's walking meditation. And I remember that whenever we would walk, there would be always a car coming towards us. And the car would have the radio blaring loud. And as they would see these group of people dressed in black, the car would slow down and the volume in the car on the car radio would be turned down. What did they see? What did they experience other than the obvious? A bunch of people in black robes. When we used to go to meals after uh, sitting zazen, we'd take our orioki bowls and we'd process to the dining room. And I could see that some of the staff <clears throat> would kind of, um, kind of look at each other and kind of cling to hers and kind of wonder, what, what are they doing? And over a period of time, there was a sense of relief, a certain ease. It wasn't that strict formalness, but a sense of, of comfort. A group of people walking meditation, a group of people walking, what did they see? Obviously, this non-Buddhist was seeking something from the Buddha. What was it? I was talking with a group of, uh, with a group of people, especially my uh, Dharma brother, about uh, this case, and he mentioned a man by the name of Daryl Davis, a black jazz musician from, who was born in Chicago, who when he was a Boy Scout, he was leading a troop carrying the flag. And out of nowhere, rocks and bottles were being thrown at him, and he couldn't understand why. And the entire troop gathered around and formed a protective shield around him. And he went home and he asked his father, well, what was that all about? And his father didn't give him much of an explanation as to what had happened. Obviously, it was a, uh, from a group of white spectators, but his father didn't tell him it was racist. It was something about a young black boy carrying an American flag. Something that he always had a question about, even as he grew, got older. He went to Howard University and received a degree in music and went on to study music, uh, playing the piano, and had a history of combining the technique with a band. He would play in boogie-woogie bands and was the backup for many, many uh, singers, performers. In 1983, 
Davis was playing in a country western white bar in Frederick, Maryland. When a patron approached him, Pence said it was his first time he had heard a black man play as well as Jerry Lee Lewis. Davis explained that Jerry Lee Lewis learned from black, the black blues from, and boogie woogie from piano players who were uh, who from black piano, piano players. And he's a friend of mine. The patron was skeptical and they got to know each other. And in the course of getting to know each other, he revealed that he was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. And over a period of time, they became friends and got to know each other. And, he, and Davis said, oh, you know, I'd like to meet some of your clan brothers and sisters. So he did. And in the course of conversations, supposedly, a number of these folks turned in their clan robes. What did they see? What did they experience that it was a change? I do not ask for words, nor do I ask for no words. The world honored one remains seated. The koan doesn't tell us how long the non-Buddha sat with the Buddha. It could have been a miraculous event, which we, if you read the koan, you kind of get that impression. But it could have been days, could have been hours, could have been years. But something shifted that that non-Buddhist experienced the compassion of the world honored one, that the clouds of my ignorance were dispelled and enabled me to be enlightened and enter the way. My ignorance is dispelled. I am enabled to enter the way, to be enlightened. There is no non, no imposter, no outsider, no heretic. But there is connection, which is enhanced by difference. Yet we have Ananda, the Buddha's main disciple, scratching his head and asking, how is it possible to attain realization? Especially if you're a non-Buddhist. And Ananda's still out there, folks. He just looks a little different. My guess is that Ananda had his own impression of what enlightenment looks like, just like us. And perhaps that's the gate of practice for us. Who determines what enlightenment realization looks like? The Buddha tells us that the shadow of the teachings is right in front of us. That is why we practice. That is why we practice. In a lot of ways, we're non, we're imposters, we're heretics. But that's why we practice. We're also enlightened. That's why we practice. So I'd like to end with a, a short little verse that I got from Zen Monastery. 
And it, it reads like this. Facing fire and wind in fearlessness, embracing every being in boundless love. Though the snow falls still more, a person of great compassion is more resilient than diamond, is gentler than silk, is after all you.